Welcome to Design This, Beyond the Die Line, where we talk about cannabis, crypto, and NFTs. My name is Mikey Moon. Thanks for joining me. And here I have with me uh, my brother, Caesar. How's it going, guys? Always excited to have uh, my brother with me here on the show. Um, as we introduced him before, he's a media specialist mm-hmm. working with Awaken Koala and with the Dreamforce Republic and doing a lot of the visual storytelling. Exactly. And in motion. <laughs> and that's what we're here to talk about today is storytelling. And starting with the this podcast, right? Design this beyond the die line. What does that even mean? So beyond the die line, that name and that phrase came from the idea of thinking beyond the packaging of your product, thinking to the story of your product, the branding of your product, the message that you're conveying to your audience and how that resonates. And really getting to the root of your story. Like what is it that makes you special, makes you stand out, makes you different? And why is that important? You know, why why are why are you so special? Why, you know, what what's the point? And there's always there's always a point. Like everyone that comes across um our desk is always special. It's just getting in touch with their own true story. And that's where we start off. We just start off by listening. We just ask them a few key questions that lead us to the answers that we're looking for that maybe they haven't thought about themselves. And then as creatives, we translate that visually. So we take their their core um, truths behind what makes them special and visualize it in a way that can be perceived really well by their audience, whether it be cannabis, crypto, NFTs. These are all really high risk spaces so we have to be a little sensitive about how we present that information and they're also very fast moving and there's a lot of competition in the space yeah so we have to be different we have to be creative it has to be something that really knocks people off their feet when they see it they're just like wow that's different and that that's just the eye-catching piece and then beyond that is the message it's it's really how you're telling your story and how that how it sticks Right. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing that um, being in, in this branding industry is uh, like you won't always be there to be able to tell the story of your product. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to like think about it as like a how is how is my product being perceived just on the shelf by itself? Is it talking? Is it like is it visually appealing? You know, because I think a, a lot of the time. um people get stuck with the fact that they know their story and, and, and they know it well, you know, and, but like, you're never going to, it's like, you can't, you can't hold your product's hand forever. Right. You, mm-hmm. you got to let it like live on its own because it's going to be, it's going to be on some shelf somewhere. And um, that branding and storytelling needs to be strong so that it can stick out from all the other things that are like competing with it. Um, and when you do that perfectly, man, like it's, it, it, it resonates. It resonates with the community they're trying to speak to. And I think that's the part where um, um, getting that that story right and that branding correct mm-hmm. can take your product to the next level. Absolutely. It gives you a more professional presentation and it makes your message that much more impactful mm-hmm. and that much more effective in the marketplace. And that's what leads to a lot of the success of our clients yeah. Yeah. and the success of ourselves. Like we can we can use our, ourselves as an example um two and a half years ago we started the creative agency awaken koala and a lot of times the first thing that people ask me is like the the name like koala like what why koala that's cute yeah. you know things like that and i was like 
Well, the name came from the idea that koalas are known to sleep for up to 22 hours a day. And we like to think that makes them the world's leading expert on dreams. So as creative professionals, it's our job to bring dreams to life. And that's why the awaken part is so important because when you wake up every day, it's your first chance to take action. Because if you don't take that action, then your dreams will always be that, just a dream. And so Awaken Koala became our brand and that's the story that we tell to our clients and it's a fun way of doing it. And then it became a good challenge because koalas are known to be like cute, friendly, you know, fun, loving, yeah. hugging kind of animals. So how do you give them a, a cool creative edge? Mm -hmm. And so that that came through in our branding. If you take a look at our logo and how we brand ourselves at on our website, awakenkoala.com, you'll see that our koala does have this like really cool designer edge to it. Yeah. And that's what makes it makes it different. It gets people's attention in the very beginning. And that's the story that we tell. And then we back it up with our portfolio. All of the projects that we've worked on, the work speaks for itself. So that's the process that we've taken as a creative agency. So we use that as an example for our clients that are in cannabis or in crypto or in NFTs about how they're telling their story. How can they get people's attention? And then how do they craft their message in a way that really, really hits home? Yeah the people that they're targeting yeah, their community right because mm -hmm. um, the the idea is for it to resonate and um again there's a lot of competition out there right but we're not the only branding agency out here yeah um, and and i can't say that we're the biggest but we're definitely up there on the best right you know, we're <laughs> pretty good um Straight no <laughs> but uh at the end of it like we we took that time that much time and effort to build our own hey, but um we took that amount of time to like get our branding correct um mm -hmm. one because like we know the competition out there is strong you always got to respect the competition and two you can't be the plumber with the broken sink right right that's we, we we can't <laughs> we can we wouldn't be able to uh sell people the idea of branding if our branding stinks yeah and you have to back it up like you have to low-key become accept obsessed with your own brand yeah like really live what it is that you're preaching and you know just don't just talk the talk but really walk it and show it lead it by example and really when people interact with your brand it's an extension of like they should be interacting with you and what whatever those brand values those key values that you sit down that's part of our conversations when we're building brands is what are those key values and addressing some of those early on and making sure that those resonate throughout and that's where the brand guide comes in and you use that in every point of contact with your brand from the website to any kind of print material digital material marketing media all of it is is guided by this brand guide that we established from the very beginning so that no matter where people come into contact with your brand it leads them back to that same core message, which is led by your core values. Yeah. Because it's it's easy to uh, get, like, everything that Mike just mentioned, it's easy to get, like, get lost in translation, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's so many moving parts in just, like, getting your brand to the, to the market that, like, there's, like, two or three other steps in between. Yeah, and your message could get lost along the way. Yeah, if, if you don't know your whole messaging correct, like, yourself. Mm -hmm. um it's you know mike mike kind of gave you the waking college feel right and that one honestly it's it's fun to have in in our back pockets because i can't tell you how many times we've 
spoken to people or like met people and like the asses what we do and we hit them with that right mm-hmm. and they're just in awe right it's it's like it's like story time and they're just like oh that's such a great story <laughs> you know <laughs> not the two hour home but it's it's like the that's like in those moments you start realizing that um if we didn't take the time and effort to mm-hmm. create that prior you know and on our desks you know, in, in those long days where like we're like, what is our story? You know, yeah. if we wouldn't have did that, we wouldn't have those moments now where we're presenting ourselves to professionals in any field. Mm-hmm. And then they take us serious because they understand that we are branding professionals. They yeah. they see it from the moment that they interact with us because our mm-hmm. branding is on point. Yeah, it it what it does is it breaks the ice and it allows them the opportunity to fall in love with you. Yeah, because that you know. Like that story that we just told about Awaken Koala and how we came up with the name is 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 great, you know. But it's everything that comes after that. It's really following through and creating that experience for the people that are interacting with you. And that's what makes them fall in love with you. That's what makes them keep coming back and tell their friends about you and and really makes your brand spread and become su- successful in the market. For a lot of our clients um, in cannabis and, and crypto, it's it's the product. Yeah. Like that product has to follow through. Everything that you're promising, you have to deliver. Mm-hmm. The brand is great. It'll get it sold. Yeah. But what? how do you get that repeat sale? Mm-hmm. How do you get them to keep coming back to tell their friends about it, to, to spread your brand even further? Then you could spread it yourself, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, going back to like the, the not getting your story lost in translation, um, something that... Um, we've perfected over like over time that you know since we started the company was having these like sessions that we call them daydream sessions but um mm-hmm. at the end of it it's, we have these sessions where um i personally i'm i'm more on the back end of like the storytelling right like and what i mean by back end is like i watch the development of um i can't draw you know what i'm saying i can't draw like not a lick mm-hmm. right so i but um, it doesn't mean that you're not creative. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. But in in the space and starting out with like the branding and 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 like the logo building, the the color palettes and everything else that goes with the the beginning stages of creating a brand, um, <clears throat> I understand that's not my field. But I have the 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 great pleasure to just watch the story be um, created and 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 like unfold, right? Um, and obviously, like, the reason I mentioned that is because, like, for me, I'm on the media side. So, like, I'm tasked with, like, making sure that your story is uh, received the same way that it's being told in, in the packaging, mm-hmm. but through, like, videos and, and you know, marketing, marketing videos and, and product photography. So, like, for me, it's, it's always important to, like, be at least involved in the sense of, like, visually seeing what's, what's, what's being done and, um, like, what's being said about, like, the feel the the emotion like everything else that goes into what is it that you're trying to convey like convey to your um consumer mm-hmm. um, and in those moments i realized that like, it's important to make sure that your story is being repeated and like handed off correctly to the next like moving part mm-hmm. right because i get into them like once once you get to a store it's like 15 20 people removed from the moment that you started with it mm-hmm. um so for me, it's always I, I, the involvement of of me being there um, and listening and just being like proactive in that space is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm just saying that for, for you know for anybody that's like doing their own branding and marketing, like yo, like make sure that you stay like stay to the the true um, 
values of like your product or whatever that you're trying to um, push out to the consumer mm-hmm. um, at all times. And see, you said it best. You know, once once you've created something, whether it be a brand or experience or a product, it's story time. Yeah. You know how are we, how are we gonna tell that story? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now I've got something. I've created this thing. Yeah. Now, how do I how do I share that with people? You know, how do I get people to buy into it, to experience it, and to tell their friends? You do it with a damn good story. Yeah. You know, you you tell your story in the best way that you possibly can. And use visual elements to do it. Um, videos, pictures, and then also the messaging. Mm-hmm. Everything that goes behind, behind it to back it up. And then you get into marketing strategy. And that's what leads to sales. But it starts with that story. Yeah. And making sure that you don't lose your story along the way. Making sure that it, it's, it's a true story mm-hmm. to begin with. These are all critical parts of, of what we do. And that's what we're here to talk about. So... When we bring on guests onto the show and we talk about, you know, that's one of the first questions I ask them. Hey, what's your what's your story? <laughs> yeah, you know. And the something that I um as as I'm watching us um kind of like help different brands kind of bring their story to life, I've realized that the a product or even like anything that has like a design behind it has um at least from my perspective, I, I'm not an expert, but it seems that they have three lives like mm-hmm. they 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 come to life in three stages right you have the first like conception like birth of the idea that's like the first life mm-hmm. now the next one is like the actual creation of it right like because it's it's cool to see it's cool to see mike take you know people's ideas from their like brain and put it on paper you know it's <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that that's stage one of like life i mean for me right like bringing it just pulling that people's ideas and just getting it on paper now the second stage is getting those like concepts ideas and getting it created and actually having a physical like object mm-hmm. that's the second life at least to me and the third one is like launching it into market because mm-hmm. now like it's gone from like the person seeing it that that that, that initially wanted the idea to um the brand um brand and even like the the packaging design people bringing it to life and now like the third one is like the consumer life like mm-hmm. how the consumer is going to like receive this product mm-hmm. and every time it's like a different like like injection of life and that's the that's the process mm-hmm. right that's the process and for for us we branded that process as inspire dream awaken mm-hmm. and the inspiration comes first you know, that's that's where does where do all these ideas come from? And then in the dream part, that's where we really get to work. That's where we're brainstorming. That's why we we branded those sessions, daydream sessions, and then the awaken, right? That's where you're 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 waking up, you're taking action, yeah. you're launching that that product, that brand, that experience mm-hmm. into the world and really listening to your customers, getting feedback, making iterations, prototyping along the way, doing everything that you need to do to make sure that your brand and your story lives on yeah and again i think um with those like three like levels of it right inspired dream awaken if you skip any of those like you might like flip and stumble somewhere along the way um because you you've skipped a major step somewhere and usually i feel like people skip over like the inspire spot like it's really just straight creation like right i'm trying to get this product whatever this is boom 
you know, mm-hmm. like the the because it's it, the first part is really hard, right? Like it's really hard for people to um, get their own ideas on paper, right? And that's why we have experts like us <clears throat> <laughs> to to be able to pull your ideas onto paper. Like yeah. it's it's again, it's I we've I've seen it in different industries, man. We've done everything from like food to ski boots to <laughs> hotels. And but we do the same process over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um the the amazement in people's faces when they see their ideas on paper. Um yeah. is always gratifying, honestly. But again, to reiterate my point, it's like, yo, like you can't skip any of those three stages because then I can't say and I mean I won't I won't say you won't have success, but it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um and you'll probably spend a lot of money to correct some of those mistakes. Yeah. And there's there's moments in the process where it's it's key actually to move fast. And that's the that's where like the rapid prototyping comes in. Where you like design, iterate, consumer test as fast as possible to get that feedback early on. Bring in some of the experts that you know you're gonna need later in the process, but bring them in sooner. Get their perspectives, get their get those key questions answered sooner. It's going to save you a lot of time and money in the long run just by bringing them in and brainstorming with them earlier on. So in those instances, yes, like it's key, move quick, you know, act fast, iterate, learn, like fail fast is what they say. Yeah. Um, but there's other there's other points where you got to respect the process. Like you really got to take your time and create this thing and do it right so that you don't have to come back and recreate it and double your cost and double your time. And that's what I see a lot of people doing um, in the beginning is making those mistakes and then kicking themselves in the ass for it later and then coming back to us. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Which is always, I mean, I love you. I love a good I told you so. <laughs> no, nah, uh, I'll jokes aside, though. But no, it's, it's, it's fun and it's needed to go through that process at the beginning it, it saves a lot of headaches it saves a lot of money man mm-hmm. you know like that's the part where i i think um moving fast is important and it's needed and you only really get that with experts right you can move fast on your own but i'm sure you're gonna miss some you're gonna have some blind spots mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what we're here for or we're kind of um helping you create your product but at the same time like Kind of like helping you with like risk management as well without you really knowing it. Yeah. And that, that brings me to a quote that I don't even know where this came from, but it always stuck with me. Someone said, if you want to move fast, move on your own. If you want to move far, move together. And and that's that's what we do. Like we help um, the clients that we work with move far in the industry. Yep. We connect them to the right people. We bring in the right people early on. We do it as a community. Well, it's it's the uh, again the importance of um, handing off your story, right? I, I think that's kind of what my point was. Like, <clears throat> once you've told your story and and have it, you you gotta like make sure you know is like well, right? Again, uh, presentation is key. Um, the one thing that <clears throat> uh, we've mastered is the elevator speech, right? Like. Um, Anytime that we we are in a room full of other creatives or even just like entrepreneurs, like again, it's um, do you know your own spiel, right? And like now that you have this like great product at hand and you like put took the, put the time and effort to create the story and and do the branding and do the marketing, um, 
know your own story, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because that's also an important key. You know? That's a hard part for a lot of people. It was hard for us, you know, yeah. simplifying our story down to something that is bite sized that people can consume, that's easy to spread. It's it's a tough thing to do, you know. Like, yeah. it's hard because I mean, you when you tell your own story, it's a long one. Yeah. It's a it's probably a whole lifetime of stuff that's led up to too bad. this, whatever this is, whether whether it be the a product or mm-hmm. a brand or an experience, whatever you're whatever you've created, it took a lot to get there. Yeah. So how do you how do you tell that? How do you tell that story mm-hmm. in so so simple words that people get it, that it's easy to understand and that they can they can spread your story. It it resonates with them. It's something unique and different and one that they won't easily forget i mean <clears throat> for at least from my end of the uh like product building and, and, and like storytelling i think a lot of that for me is uh cutting the fat man like a lot of the time um i get like super swaps like huge like stories like paragraphs long and i got like 15 seconds to tell the story <laughs> so, like I got, you know, because I got to understand the consumer, right? Like mm-hmm. at least from my end. Yeah, constantly consuming content yeah. at such a rapid pace, and mm-hmm. it's only getting faster. Yeah, it used to be a minute. Now you got 15 seconds. Yep, it went down all the way to 15 seconds. I'm just like, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it it hones in. It, like for me, it helps me just look at the whole. Like I don't want to get, uh, I want to get the whole cake, right? Like I want to look at the whole cake. I don't need slices of it. Like I need for me, like I'd rather see the whole thing and then pick out the pieces that I want um, or need. Right. It's not even my wants. It's like needs and, and how I'm understanding that the consumer is going to um, eat up whatever that I'm going to put out because um, I got 15 seconds. But there's a lot of good stuff in the whole storytelling aspect that was done at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like I think um, I've mastered the 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 task of like cutting out the fat and getting to like straight to the point that um, whatever story it may be. Right. And a lot of the time I, I've had situations where like, ah, um, I, I recently had a client send me a script that lasted like a minute and a half. Um, I wanted them to tell their story of their like brand to me. I didn't personally know it and I didn't want to guess or assume, mm-hmm. but once I got to see all of it, I, I honed in on like the really good aspects, right? Like, um sometimes we can get wordy we can get wordy on our own like like product or company right because we're excited but again like mike said like you got to get it down to something that's consumable mm-hmm. um and for me it's like it's always exciting to like be able to trim the fat and and condense into something that can be used properly not for only for me but like for the for the brand and the helping um mm-hmm. and a lot of time you need outside help you know? like it's 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 easier to like have someone outside of your like inner circle help you with that, right? Because like it's we're biased, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're biased for our own stuff, right? So like if you have other hands look at it and help you through that, um, that's good. It helps when you pass it around and you change the perspective. It helps to build the story and refine it. It really helps with the refining the story, yeah. Because you can build the story on your own, but as you as you pass it around, you'll probably start to see how people react to it. Mm-hmm. And then start to craft it even further. Maybe something gets perceived in a different way that you didn't really expect, or maybe it's misunderstood, and you're like, "Damn!" If you find yourself having to like convince someone yeah. of your story, even after you've told it, you're like, "No, no, it's not like that. It's like this." 
then it's a bad story. You know, and you start, you have to start selling them your story. It's, yeah, it's you probably got to go back to the drawing board a little bit and maybe recraft and refine that story so that that doesn't happen. You know, because exactly like Caesar said before, you're not going to be there to tell your story all the time. So you have to craft it in a way that it can be told by others and it can sell itself. If you think about like the dawn of storytelling, where stories were just told around a campfire. They didn't have all the technology that we had today, the videos and the Photoshop and all the <laughs> design resources that we have. It was just simple. It was just a story told around a fire that was passed down from generation to generation. And it lasted for generation. It, it lived on because of how simple and how it was told, the personality behind it, the persona behind it, yeah. the uniqueness of it, the creativity that helped to craft it. And in, I mean, not to cut you off, man, but like you just kind of sparked a um, a thought, like yo, like those people that told those stories and held those stories are actually um, perceived as like um, uh, not honorable. What's the word I'm looking for? Is um, they had some uh, distinguished within the community because mm -hmm. they they held the stories of of the community and they told them well. They were revered, mm -hmm. right? And they were revered storytellers of their of their time and mm -hmm. era. Um. And that's how we perceive ourselves. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, this is how. This how <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's that? Where's that humble pie? Where's that humble pie? No, uh, no, no. But like, um, <laughs> the it it like not because not everyone. If you understand like the old storytellers and people that held the history of the community or whatever, depending mm -hmm. on what part of the world, um, they were the only ones tasked with that. Not not mm -hmm. everyone was given the the right to. Right. And the next person that was going to tell the story was d directly. Um, uh, what's the word? Taught by the, the current storyteller. It was passed down. It was passed down. Mm -hmm. But they chose the, who the person was going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it was it was a there was a. Uh, a re a reverendness, reverence, mm -hmm. like respect for that right task. Yeah, and that's how legends are made. I mean, yeah, we st we all know about Paul Bunyan. I don't know how long that story's been around, but <laughs> you know, been told for centuries. You know, so um, just keep some of these things in mind. In general, that's what we keep in mind as we're crafting stories and helping our clients to craft their own stories. Is um just some of those key principles that that lead to a good story you know yeah. everyone has good stories in their family or good stories that they just have heard over and over again or you know each person probably has their own stories that their best friends are probably tired of hearing you know but that's a that it's a good story you know like it's a, there's a reason why it, it gets told over and over again and and something that mike mentioned earlier is um having other people's perspective kind of um help with like your the molding of your story right um having other people kind of like weigh in on what it is that you're trying to like present um something uh, i was kind of laughing earlier but um something that you, you brought up was like if you gotta like sell someone on like your branding then it's bad right because like if, if you're like no it's like this but it, they, they take it like that it directly reminds me of and um, <laughs> of like embryo oh yo. Uh, all right so this is a story i can all right so look when we were when we were, <laughs> when we were coming up with the branding behind 
um our agency awaken koala there i probably crafted at least three full brands websites mm -hmm. everything like i thought i was ready like this is it and uh embryo was one of them so before it was awaken koala it was almost embryo and embryo was the whole thought of um conceptualizing bringing something to life you know it was kind of the same message but it was told in the embryo kind of way you know starting as an embryo and then growing into something right so i designed it created the logo created the branding told the message pitched it with all my heart i pitched this embryo to my friends and it took to like the third one to say that is this is this a fertility clinic like is this a, you know that was the feedback that i got and i was like no no it's not that it's this and I heard that about like three or four times and then I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe this isn't it, you know? And, and so that, you know, you have to be a little bit fearless in that and pitching your story and your product and getting that feedback. That's so critical and so important. That's how you get to where you're going. Because if you don't listen to that, you're, you'll end up somewhere and you'll be forcing it. And then it's just not good. Yeah, It doesn't lead to anything good and, exactly. and, it, and it hurts in the long run. So that's the that's the one of the biggest pieces that I've learned myself and that I would pass on to others is be fearless in your storytelling and be open to feedback and criticism and don't be afraid to recraft and recraft and recraft until you get it and it's sharp and it's good and it cuts through it like like butter like that's that's the kind of story that that's the stories that we craft and it's it's going through that process ourselves that's enabled us the ability to be able to do that for our clients yeah and it's um i mean the the reason i brought that up was merely that fact right i guess mike wouldn't have you know told his friends about you know what he was trying to do he wouldn't have got that feedback and that's the the really important factor there right like he could have just ran off and be like yeah i got it <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what a lot a lot of people do yeah um, yeah they're like oh i got it and then they don't ask nobody they, they start pouring into it and investing into it and putting all this money and everything behind it only find out that they don't really got it. <laughs> and then... I mean, it's a fun story to tell, but it's also something where, like, we we know and understand how important um, consumer testing is, right? Because that's basically what that is. Asking, mm -hmm. getting feedback. And the earlier, the better, man. Earlier, the better. Yeah. But, yeah. Sooner, the better. So, I guess that's the key points, really. You know, pay attention to your story. Invest in your story. Be fearless. When it comes to telling your story and open to feedback and criticism yeah. and don't lose your story along the way once you've got it make sure that it resonates throughout every point of contact with your brand yeah that's that's your story and you you protect that story and you make sure that others know the rules yeah. when respect it comes it. to telling your story exactly respect the story so thank you C's, for joining me that's always a pleasure always appreciate it you can download episodes of design this beyond the dial line Look for all of our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Till next time, always think beyond the dialogue.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.